Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Learn more about Osiris and check out the outstanding offerings of podcasts they have at OsirisPod.com. That's OsirisPod.com. Thank you for joining once again. It's a privilege to have you here. We've had some special episodes as of late. Just a few weeks ago, I talked to one of the greatest percussionists on the planet. I say that without a hint of hyperbole in Billy Martin. He's one third of the remarkable jazz funk trio Modesky, Martin, and Wood. And Billy just released a fantastic solo album entitled Guilty, which we conversed on in depth. Then just last week, I spoke with Eric Holthouse, author of the recently released book, The Future Earth, a radical vision for what's possible in the age of warming. Eric's book is one of the most important books about climate change. There is one that addresses the extreme urgency of the moment, but also offers a hopeful vision of a future that awaits us when humanity steps up and makes the changes that are necessary. I couldn't recommend those episodes more or Billy's album or Eric's book. It's really incredible stuff. Today, I have another special episode featuring a guest I've wanted to have on the program for years. That guest, Tracy Ryans, is so profoundly involved in such an incredibly diverse and extraordinary array of projects and organizations in New York City that it's somewhat difficult to describe him in a concise way. But Tracy is surely a passionate activist, a philanthropist, an astute businessman and restaurateur, a practicing Buddhist, and a fervent creative all around. In regards to this episode, where Tracy and I spend a good deal of time discussing the ongoing worldwide protests for equality and justice and against police violence and corruption, it is important to know that Tracy is part of an organization known as the Wide Awakes, which is a community of voices from the fields of art, design, fashion, technology, media, film, music, and spirituality aiming to radically reimagine the future and enable self-emancipation. In our conversation, we talk about not only who the Wide Awakes are, but their part in the current movement. We discuss another organization that Tracy is an integral part of called the Black Boys Collective. And then we talk about the current state of New York City and its potential future as things change so rapidly. We talk about the lessons learned and experiences he has in his many years practicing Buddhism, some truly wild and inspiring stuff there, and a whole lot more. I've, uh, no doubt you'll enjoy this conversation. It's fun. It's educational. I know I learned a lot. And um, here it is, my conversation with Tracy Ryans. Tracy, thank you very much for joining me today. Join the program. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. Good to be here, brother. Thank um, you for having me. How you have? Uh, how you holding up these days? I see you're still holding down Brooklyn, like I am. You know, there's there's been some some people leaving and whatnot. How you holding up? Oh, oh I love it. I do too. I love it. I no, really, it's the it's the Brooklyn I've always dreamt of. Mm-hmm. It's the Brooklyn I thought Brooklyn would be. Yeah. Um, I, my wife and I, we have, we have, uh, you know, we have 
access to property upstate. Mm-hmm. We've got two projects we're working on in Rhinebeck mm-hmm. and in Hunter, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, between the two of them, it's about 800 acres. Yeah, damn. And we felt we needed to be here. Yeah, I agree. I um, And I think anyone, I, I hope this doesn't come off as high horsing. I think anyone needs to do what they have to do for themselves at this moment. I'm not thinking, but uh, I want to be here because this is my community. I want to help. I want to help it get through this. This is home. It's not like I'm not, I don't, I don't see myself as kind of like a New York tourist, um, you know, uh, owner who, who comes in here and just like kind of takes and once the culture's gone, once the bar's gone, I'm just going to bounce. I'm not. Also, uh, there's no fucking tourists. Pardon my thing. There's, there's eight, like so many people have cleared out. It's quieter. Yep. We're taking back the streets. People are fighting for justice here. It's really one. The parks are lit. Like people are having a good time. It's it's, it's there's a little bit of mayhem. It's kind of cool, man. Dude, it's everything I've asked for in New York. <laughs> yeah. It's it, I, I I say it's like all the fluff is gone, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like an etch and sketch. Yep. And we've got the the real New York. Yeah. Right? And all the I, people who I feel, let me back up. If you have kids. And a family, mm-hmm. and you've got family outside the city. You yep. need to take care of your family. Get out. Got to do what you got to do. Right? That's what do I said. what you got. God yep. bless you. Go. Absolutely. I will help you. No get judgment. Out of here. No but, judgment. But the New York tourists. So I've got a line that I say to people. Yeah. I'm like, anyone who left New York during COVID, and you don't have children. Yep. And you went to Minnesota. You went back home. Mm-hmm. You went to Boise. You went back home. Yep. You can come back. Yeah. But when you come back, you have to start from zero. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you can't you can't tell well, people, I've been in New York six years. I'm like, no, wait, no, you've no, been no, in New no, York no. six years? Wait, 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 where'd you go? How long have you been back since COVID? Yeah. Oh, two months. Rewind. You've been in New York two months. Rewind, rewind. And I said, you can keep your New York uniform. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your bathing ape shirt. You can keep your Supreme hat. You can keep your skateboard. You can keep all that shit. You can keep the uniform, uh, but you got to start from fucking zero. I like it. I mean, because, I mean, I actually, and now I'm getting towards judgment. I mean, I, it, when I saw some of that, and I did see people who didn't have children, and like, and I was just like, what did home mean to you? What did community mean to you? Was this just a place? It wasn't home for you. It was just a place where the good times were. Yeah. And that's, that's just not how, how I view it. I mentioned uh, people fighting for justice. Yeah. And I see you out there all the time, and I think it's, I think it's absolutely tremendous. Um, and you're part of some organizations that are inspiring and really doing some things. And I just want I want to, that's where I want to start, if that's cool. Uh, um, yeah. uh, and with the Wide Awakes. Yes. Can you tell uh, me and the listeners about the Wide Awakes? Um, yeah, the Wide Awakes is an amazing, um, I guess, league of ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's an international league of ladies mm. and gentlemen um, that was started in the begin the end of last year. It was the idea was conceived by an amazing brother of mine, called Hank Willis Thomas. Okay, amazing con- contemporary artist, and uh, the idea is inspired by the original Wide Awakes of eighteen sixty. Yeah, that's what the the, the Lincoln uh, around the Lincoln election. Exactly. Yes, I was I was going to ask you if it was historically connected to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, so yep. so you've got you've got these two. Uh, uh, wealthy landowners, property mm-hmm. owners, slave mm-hmm. owners, mm-hmm. young chaps who inherited their property, their land, and their slaves. Uh, they knew that was wrong. So yep. what they decided to do is not only free their slaves, but give them agency to become abolitionists. Amazing. Uh, they were responsible, they were partly responsible for, for getting the Emancipation Proclamation yeah. signed in 1860. Yep. But they were great guys, so check this out. One of the main uh, uh, wide awake was a gentleman by the name of Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. Cassius oh. Clay was a Muhammad Ali's great-grandfather. 
Mind blown. Great, cool. right? Wow. And Muhammad Ali changed his name to Muhammad Be- because Ali because, because of- he didn't want to have a white slave on his name. Yes. Not knowing that his great great what, what Cassius did was Cassius Clay. The, the most, Cassius Clay. The Cassius Clay, which was Woo. one of the most important uh, uh, abolitionists of yes. our time. Yep. And then you had his, his uh, John Brown was his, his right-hand man. Yeah. John Brown, they yeah. say, was six foot six, 300-pound, <laughs> amazing orator, badass mm-hmm. dude, right? Yep. John Brown would give these talks to, to, to white men, primarily white men and people, and say, hey, um, slavery's not good for you. Yeah. Slavery's good for the white man, the rich white man, the wealthy white man. Mm-hmm. Because if a slave is a, is a mason or a seamstress, mm-hmm. And you're a mason and a seamstress. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ever mm-hmm. get a job. Yeah. Not only are you not going to get a job, your kids aren't going to get a job. Slavery's not good for you. Yeah. So they're really responsible for inspiring this idea of, of, of being abolitionists at that time. Mm-hmm. But when the Emancipation Proclamation was finally signed, they, they disbanded. Yep. So we yep. were thinking... What would it be? What would the world be like if they never disbanded? Yeah. Where are the white awakes? Because they were they were a diverse group of yep. white men, women, Native Americans, Irish. You know, they were part of the underground. They hit Railroad. the streets all the time. They were protected polling places. They were like they were. They, it was like the activism you see today. Then exactly. Yeah. So that's what the white awakes were, were inspired by. That. So nice. we we we, uh, we launched the white awakes uh, last year, and we've been super active. Since um, George Floyd, yeah. So we'll be on the streets. We're marching. We've got, we know, we've got our website, uh, wideawakes.com. I saw at the website you can. Um, they're looking. I love it. It's it's kind of like it's 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 join us type thing. And so Everyone. they're looking for for contributors. I mean, look, there's like a sign up sheet. What are what are they looking for? What what? So yeah. So how can we help? Yeah. So the Wideawakes is now an international league of ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Uh, we have Wideawakes Chicago, Wideawakes Berlin, mm-hmm. Wideawakes Belgium. Yep. Paris and Amsterdam. Yep. Um, so, at being in the, in the spirit of everyone's an activist, <clears throat> the survey basically asks you, "What do you do? Yeah. Um, how much bandwidth do you have? <clears throat> and how can you support? Yeah. And then what we're doing, we're putting together three pods of, of different wide awakes. The council, which is which I'm a part of the council. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Hank Willis Thomas, Jose Parla. Uh, we have Common. We have Black Thought. Oh. Yeah, I saw Black Thought was involved too. Comment, Black, yep. Black Thought to Wide Awakes. And that cascades to the masses. Just give you the Amazing. spirit of what we're doing. Yep. Um, you know, half of our council um, is black, white, Spanish, gay, trans, lesbian, yep. the whole deal. Yeah, we've got straight a diverse diversity. Yeah. Every, we got a straight diverse group of people. So we've got our council. Um, we have the Wide Awakes Lab. Well, we make art. We're using art and joy as an act of resistance. There's a Wide Awakes lab? Lab. Nice. So art and joy as an act of resistance. So we're, yep. we're doing, uh, we've got a bunch of big prop, um, projects coming up internationally. I can't really talk about Sure, now. sure. We've got really, we've got, a, we've got one of the most amazing PR uh, uh, directors. Oh, yeah, Jen, Jen, who made this world, happen. Yep. And yep. the world who yeah. made this happen. Yeah, made this, they made this podcast happen. Who's Thank really you, Jennifer. Yep. Putting together a long-term plan for us. Great. And, uh, and uh, we're super excited. What we did, the last thing we did was we did a, a Juneteenth Jubilee. Mm-hmm. We had 3,000 people meet at 110th Street in Central Park. And we marched up to with a, a, a New Orleans a, a dance line, New Orleans yeah. line. Yeah. And uh, we stopped in front of the Apollo and we partied. There was a live I band love it. and music. That was, the Juneteenth was so fun here because some of the, you know, we've, me and you have been on, uh, you know, out there on the streets, and, and 
some of the marches are very serious. Some get heated. There's a lot of different, you know, aspects of them. But the Juneteenth one was a party. party. It was a party. It should be. It's a celebration. Party. It's an independent celebration. It was beautiful. And that was, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I went out in the morning and I started, you know, uh, like, and I th- figured I'd be there from like 10 to 4 walking. I couldn't stop walking. It was yeah. just like, yeah. it, was, it was inspiring. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. It was really, really so cool. You mentioned that this idea of everyone's an activist. I think that's really, really cool that everyone, you know, it shows that you don't only have to be on the streets. You don't only, you know, have to be whatever, uh, leading some organization or whatnot. There's, there's many ways we can all contribute. That's, that's kind of part of the ethos. That's kind of like, you know, what Absolutely. you guys believe in. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's an activist. Everyone yeah. can do your part. And, you know, uh, Black Boys would say there are no bystanders. So Black Boys, that's another organization, that's right? another organization. Oh, yeah, because that's your involved. Those are the two I really want to hear about. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So Black Boys is my, has been my nom de guerre since I was a kid. Yeah. You know? um, I was playing with the idea, as a philosophy major, I was playing with the idea of, of, uh, of Carl Jung, yeah. uh, Joseph Boys, Immanuel Kant uh-huh. being my heroes. Uh-huh. So Young Boys Kant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's Kant. Uh-huh. <laughs> this was my 17-year-old self. Yeah. Yep. So young Boys Kant. But Black <laughs> Boys has, has really become a moniker and a representation of everyone's an activist. Yeah. You know, Joseph Boys, the amazing art German artist, um, was a true activist, performance artist, sculptor, mm-hmm. uh, intellectual orator. And his idea was the fact that don't call me an artist. Everyone's an artist. If you're a sentient being, if you're a living, breathing, thinking, sentient being, you're yep. an artist, you're a creative person. Yep. You don't have to complete a body of work to be considered an artist. Yeah. So Black Boys is like, Everyone's an activist. Yep. You know? No matter what you do. I'm reading a book called The Splendid and the Vile mm-hmm. uh, about uh, Winston Churchill. Churchill yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Winston Churchill. And in the book, you realize that whether you're a baker, whether you're a seamstress or a mason, you spent a couple hours a day contributing towards the war effort. Yeah. No matter what you did. So I'm saying if you speak to your aunt or your uncle or your grandma mm-hmm. and you tell them your perspective on Black yeah. Lives Matter or you speak yep. about how trans lives matter. Part of, it's part it's of it. It's a conversation. That's part of it. That's it's a incre- big part of it. It's talking incre- about it. Changing, changing it's minds. incrementalism. Yeah, you know, no this doubt. baby says there's a little wins mm-hmm. all day, little wins. Little wins. And when people say, oh, they paint the street with Black Lives Matter, that doesn't mean anything. That means nothing to you because you just got in this war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I've been fighting this shit my entire yeah, life. Yeah, that's a big we, moment. We, a, we take all those little wins. Yep. Those are all wins. We Absolutely. take them all. You we should. take them all. We're mm-hmm. not done. And when this isn't cool and it's not in vogue anymore, yep. we're still going to be fighting. Absolutely. Right? Our Absolutely. allies, our friends who've yep. been there the entire We're still going to be nope. in this. It's, so, it's, so, Eric Gardner was lost six years ago today. Oh, And then oh. we're going to be we're gonna be going like six years ago, for, six years from now. I'm, I'm positive just because this, you know, this, this thing is deep. But like, yeah, the, no, the fight fight goes on. I just finished a, a great book called The Future Earth. I actually, the last podcast before this episode, uh, interviewed the author. It's, you know, about climate justice. He had a cool take on that idea of everyone's an activist. It's actually, he was saying, you know, ho- he's hoping we get to this point where, you know, there's so many people fighting for what is right. Almost the idea of an activist almost goes away because now, now they're just like just people fighting for, you know, they're people doing the right thing. You know, and it's like there's so many of us doing the right thing. But, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, I just love the idea that, like, I know people almost when they see me out there, I'm sure people, when they see you out there, they're just like, 
you know, they almost, you know, kind of come to you hat in hand. They're like, I'm sorry, I can't be out there with you. And I'm like, no, man, like, it's not for everybody. It's like, just, you know, I know you're down for the, the, the you, you want to do the right thing, and I'm sure you're doing something. I'm like, do you? Do, do you? you, right? Do you? And uh, I know, I've got a neighbor. It's not a contest. Right? It's, it's not the farthest contest. thing it's from a contest. A, I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm nope. just trying to... I'm just trying to inspire, right? Yeah. And my, I have a neighbor who's who's an amazing, amazing man, uh, Ten Huckles. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said to me, Trace, I really, I would love to be out there with you. Yeah. I've got a one-year-old child, right? Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for me to be out yeah, there. Yeah, just like, time-wise. I mean, time-wise, how do you get away from that and I kid? said, just do you. Do yeah. what you do. I'm like, what do you do, basically? Mm-hmm. I knew what he did. I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. And uh, he's one of the best branding um, branding uh, uh, experts in the yeah. world. Oh yeah, yeah. So guess what he's doing now? What he's doing all the branding for the White Awakes. Amazing. He's doing our that, website. He's yep. doing our identity. He's doing our plan. Yep. He figured, he's doing our our platform. How people can come on. How they join. How people can actually White yes. Awakes International can go on the website. You can actually look at other Wide Awake, see what they do. If you need a lawyer that's a Wide yep. Awake, it's a fraternity, so you can support each other. That's amazing. And help each other internationally. That's Well, I mean, I think that's just a big part of it is, is to tie what you do into the movement. And the movement is, 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 you know, not just Black Lives Matter, if you ask me, just the movement for equality, through, for, for, you know, it just, it's the whole thing. Tie in whatever you do into it. That's how yeah. we're going to get yeah. there. Yeah. That's how yeah. we're going to get there. Um, what are, you, what are you seeing out there? And I think it just, you know, when it, when it comes to the protests and everything, I'm really inspired. I'm, 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 seeing, um, I'm seeing, you know, so much education. You know, the, each Sunday I, um, this month I'm going to Borough Hall at 2 and 4. They have these teachings. Like there's one with uh, environmentalism and racism next week, and I'm going to the philosophies of racism is this Sunday, 2 and 4. Just, there's a lot of education. I see people taking care of each other mm. you know there's so much mm. there's so much water around food around mm-hmm. hand yeah. sanitizer i went to i was down at occupy yeah. uh there was just it was like a there was showers and they're just like just everyone's take because they're not gonna fuck no one's we learned through this covid thing no one's taking care of us we got to take care of each other yeah. so that's what i'm seeing yeah. out there what do, what have you been seeing and when you've been out there you know uh, same thing mm-hmm. same thing and you know i've been through a lot i'm a 50 year old black man mm-hmm and um, I know my wife calls me a pathological optimist. Oh shit! Right? I like but I that. see I'm a rational optimist. Yeah. Um, and last year in October, uh, I said to my wife, "You know, I've got a fantastic, phantasmagoric life, right? I have the best life possible." My my line on my Facebook page says, "I am the man I plan to be as a boy." I love that. Right. And at the end of last year, I looked at my wife. I said, "I've had it up to here with this police violence and what they're putting black men through." Yep. Me personally, I've got a beautiful home in Parkville, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. I've got the best life ever. I've been pulled over 19 times mm-hmm. by cops, stop and frisk, mm-hmm. humiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had guns put to my head four times, mm-hmm. and I've been put in jail twice and never committed, of a, never convicted of a crime mm-hmm. in New York. So when I'm watching these black men on on TV get I've, I've been in all those situations yeah. personally. I've been on the ground with cops on me. I've been handcuffed. I've guns put to my head. The whole deal. So I said, one more incident, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Right? I told my wife, me, I'm going to crack. Lose it. I'm fucking crack. Yep. I'm looking at people, and, and I'm thinking of violence. And I'm a Buddhist. I've been a practicing Buddhist yep. for you know, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And then when the, when the George Floyd thing happened, everything blew up. I'm like, let's go. Let's put on our yeah. hats. Put on a scarf, let's get out there. My wife and I go to two protests a day. And what I see 
mm-hmm. what I see is love, man. Yes. I was so stressed before that sitting at my house looking at, listening to NPR, listening to radio. I was angry, stressed out. But when I'm out there with people and everyone's screaming and shouting in cadence together, oh, that's therapy for me. It is therapy, therapy for me. And one thing I say is the most precious, uh, uh, the most precious uh, resource America has, young white women, Right? Young white woman. Every movie you've ever seen is Tom Cruise saving Nicole Kidman, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. From black people, Germans, and aliens. Yeah. Every movie, right? Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern, Eastern, Middle Eastern right? Too. Middle Eastern, Germans, yep. and aliens. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, Every yeah. movie from Crocodile Dundee to Tom Cruise. Yep. So the most precious resources are young white women. But when I'm out marching at Barclays, when I went out there, I had two rows deep of young white girls screaming, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Black Lives Matter, dude. I had chills. Yep. Friends say, yep. I've seen it. I have goosebumps watching these young Just white people put, right put there, their man. life on the line. Like, yeah. fuck you. And I'm yep. behind them, taller than them. Yeah, the ally, I've seen cops. ally walls so ally many walls. times. Dude, many times, dude, man. I swear to God, I swear to God, I was in that march that day at Barclays. I was screaming and angry, and my tail was straight up. My yep. ears were up, <laughs> and I'm ready to fight. And I see these young white people with black people, with Puerto Ricans, with trans, yep. and everyone yep. together, together, old, young, black, everything, screaming at the cops, dude. It was the best therapy ever. It is. I went to the corner, sat down, and cried like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> you know, that's was, a good cry, though, Tracy. That's a good cry that's because good I wasn't cry. alone. I didn't feel alone. Yeah. I didn't feel alone. It, it gives you hope. Dude, it gives it, you hope. And, and I know that I I march with therapy. Yeah. I know, and people worry about me. They're like. I'm so sorry what's happening to you. You you must be so sad. You must be so angry. I'm like, no. No, this this needs to happen. This is my dream. I've dreamt this my entire life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. My entire life. Yep. You see, Germany, Germany, they went through their process. Absolutely. Right? They're being educated in schools. What we did Yes, they faced their past, though. They faced their past. There's so much resistance to facing the the past of this country. And that just, that's upsetting to me because that's the only way to move forward. They're holding on to a heritage of hate for fucking some really messed up reasons. And I mean, you see South Africa, I love hearing Trevor Noah talk about it, what what they, what their, their re-education system and the money they put into it and everything. How do you feel about the protest effectiveness? Cause there has been some things, I mean, we got a long way to go, but there's, I mean, you know, in just two weeks, you know, and that would be June 8th, there was, you know, Minneapolis was committing to absolutely like you know dismantling their police force. Confederate statues were start, starting to come down. I mean, George Floyd's murderers would not have you know. And who knows what type of accountability is coming there? I'd, you know, jaded there. But they you know who knows if they would have even been arrested. I mean, you know a nat, you know a national dialogue intensified. There's you know there's been some things. There's been a lot of things, yeah. right? And, and again, as an incrementalist, I love little wins every day. Yeah. Every day. I mean, even as a, as a, as a practicing Buddhist, you know, student of Schopenhauer, Spinoza, D.T. Suzuki, mm-hmm. you know, I collect little wins all day. Yeah. Right? So if the subway train shows up when I get there, I say, ohm. Right? If I walk, if I call it, if Uber, like, what well, you mean, like that perfect time? That perfect time. <laughs> yeah, I say, oh my god, it's a New York, it's a, like, <laughs> the best beautiful thing. thing yeah. And I say, oh, so all day throughout the day, catching ohms, little wins, catching ohms, uh. ohms all day. So at the end of the day, when something bad happens, my day's not ruined. Yep. Because I know I had a fifty amazing you little had moments. Those. I love this take. Right? Yes. So during these, so during this, uh, 
this this revolution that we're in. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, the two groups that we started, the wide awakes, you know, mm-hmm. the um, black boys. Uh, the black boys. Yeah. You know, I've got you know in my work, my business. You know, I'm. Every company, every conference room I've ever been in for the last 15 years, they're calling me back like, hey, get that black dude in here who was there <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. Want to talk to him. Yeah, man. That's great. <laughs> no, I mean, you look like the guy who runs Reddit, like within two weeks, he's like, I'm going to step down so that you know, a person of color can come and take my job. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read it? Yeah, I believe it was. I'm pretty, Beautiful. I'm like, I'm no, like, yeah, no, exactly. And people were like, and just, yes, and like this, what you're saying with the call, I mean, you look at LAPD took out 150 million of their things. Uh, a big thing for me, and anytime there's any um, qualified immunity marches, I am there because I think that is something that like New York can do these things. And there was, you know, just two days ago that, um, what was that? The accountability package uh, became law, and there were mm-hmm. some good things, you know, things that were kind of there already, yeah. the chokeholds and stuff. But like, until they start messing around and getting some some accountability through through getting this you know qualified immunity gone, but Colorado did that, yeah, and you know yeah, that's yeah, another so. one of those wins. And yeah, yeah, all those little wins help, okay. and uh, and we're seeing them, and it, they, it's sort of like a, a bellow to the fire for me. Yeah, know? yeah. Like people, like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, that's a bellow to my fire. Yeah, even those some little, of the symbols. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. This, even some of the symbolism. I saw that you know when I mentioned the statues, like some people are like you know. Well, what does that mean? It means something. It means something to me. Yeah, exactly. It means something to you, me. I saw you post that, um, and I loved I was seeing it elsewhere, too. It's like, you know, if you get kidnapped, then all of a sudden someone's putting up a statue of your kidnapper. Like, how is that different? Exactly, <laughs> that exactly. Different, yeah, I think it, it said something like if... Um, uh, if someone kidnapped your son and sold them, where that was you, it. Where would you like us to put their statue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Just, oh. And I love that people were pointing out how long the Confederacy really lasted. Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, the, the interesting thing is, I'm, I'm good friends, old friends with Monica Lewinsky. Are you really? Yes. She's, she's kind of killing Twitter these days. <laughs> and she retweeted my, my uh, post. She did. I actually sent a picture to Jennifer who set this up. Um, she, I was just like, look at, look at Monica's, Monica's, Monica's yeah, retweeting yeah. Twitter. So she, but the funny thing is, you know, I'm such a Luddite when it comes to social media and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and she, she got 70,000 likes yeah. on that, right? Yep. And I looked on my page to see how many new followers yeah. I got. I got four. Four, four. <laughs> you know what? You got that You got that message out there, though. That's the, you got the message out there. I'm like, yes. I, I thought I was seeing things for a second, but I saw it. I'm like, that's awesome. How do you feel about it moving forward? The momentum and, like, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell anything yeah. these days, but are you feeling good about? I'm, I'm feeling good that you cannot put the genie back in the bottle. I like that. Right? Yep. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. You know, I've been it's get- so overt. I've the racism, I mean, if you could say anything, I'm very sorry for yeah. everything again, but like if you could say anything about Trump's presidency and what's happening, I mean, the racism just being this overt and, and people having seeing what white supremacy is really, how ingrained it is, is, is it's important. Yeah, it's so important. And it's beautiful for me. Again, I'm, a, I'm like, you know, my entire life, I've been telling everyone, all my loved ones, my white friends mm-hmm. and family, mm-hmm. there's a ghost terrorizing me. There's a ghost terrorizing me. And everyone's looking at me saying, there's no ghost. Meanwhile, they're singing songs about the ghost back to me at every wedding. Yeah. Every wedding. Oh, th- right? right? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Police are killing us. What's going oh. on? They're singing all the they're ghost not songs hearing. back to me. Not everyone's hearing that right? same they're, thing. They're, so they're, yeah. they're, they're, every movie, they're watching a movie about the ghost terrorizing yeah. me. Yeah. Right? So the gas, like, there's no ghost. Don't pull the ghost card. 
Don't put the ghost card. There's no ghost. Just be smart like me, and you'll get it to Stanford. Oh, you wouldn't get. You must have been speeding. That's why they pulled you over. Oh, they must. Your 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 nephew must have did something wrong. That's why they beat the shit out yeah. of him. Don't pull the ghost card. And then one day the ghost comes out and smacks the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Now everyone's on your side with torches fighting the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that cell phone's out. Now we got that cell phone to see that ghost. And we're capturing that picture of that ghost. Always, one thing I always said, the difference between black people and white people, mm-hmm. whether you're rich or poor, is white people have the benefit of the doubt. They do. And they also have peace of mind. Yep. We spend money on helicopters, tanks, satellites, warships, so Americans can have peace of mind. Yep. Right? Billions of dollars. Black people don't have peace of mind. We're being terrorized by our our civil servants on a regular basis, right under everyone's nose and they're walking around. I mean, Amadou Diallo, Mm -hmm. man, back then when that happened. Yep. Oh, and everyone's walking around like... Remember Hip Hop for Respect? Remember that album? I listen to that shit all the time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. All the uh, rockers, dude. Yep. But But yeah, sorry. It's been been happening. It's been happening forever. Ever. And, And, um... And now that uh, everyone's, everyone's, you know, the wide awakes, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no putting the gene no. back in the bottle. Love now that. we know. Let's move forward and together. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talked, you just mentioned about how, you know, it just, the, the civil, like, white people, me, I, like, I, when I walked by a cop, like, it was just like, all right, you know, whatever. I mean, it, just thinking about the, the mindset walk, walking by a cop. It, yeah. I was, it was The PTSD. Imagine, I've been, yeah. as an adult in New York, 19 times. Yep. When I was a young man, we used to get hunted by kids in Western Massachusetts. Is that where you're from? Western, Western Massachusetts. Mass, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Born in Springfield and, and it spent most of my young adult life in uh, Amherst, Northampton. Yep, yep. But as Northampton's young, pretty nice around there, right? Oh, those, those, those Western Massachusetts mountains. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Nice my dad's a professor. At Is U- it really? At UMass Amherst. Great, cool. Um, and uh, But growing up, we've always, I said, if, two things. I say if Doberman Pinchers, only Doberman Pinchers bit you 50 times. Since you've been an adult, would you be afraid? Afraid? Would yeah. you not be afraid, but you would. Would you be actively cautious about Doberman Pinchers? Because yep. I'm not afraid of anyone. You would right? be having dreams about fucking. Like, you'd be freaking out. Yeah. And I and I said I said to a friend of mine, I said firefighters. My friend's got blonde hair, blue eyes. I said if firefighters were setting blonde hair, blue eyed women on fire on a monthly basis, would the world be freaking out or what? Yeah. That's what's happening. Yep. If firefighters were setting blonde hair, blue eyed women on fire once a month on camera, would you be freaking out? Would you be going to, going to school, going to church, partying, living life as yep. if nothing happened? Yep. That's what's happening to yep. us yep. on a regular basis. All the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you, you're such an, uh, 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 you know, you, you dabble in so many worlds. You know, I see you on the street. I see pictures of you at art, um, you know, uh, uh, openings with, um, you know, Kim Gordon. I mean, like, just like all these people. I mean, you're, you're, you're a New Yorker through and through. I see you in just so many different spaces. So I do want to um, uh, talk about some other stuff that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But, I mean, anything else you want to say about any of this movement? I mean, just keep pushing, right? No, no, no. As, as we mentioned before, that I have, a, I have an alter ego named Walter Negro. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear about him. Walter Ego is my alter Negro, and, and he gets really excited talking about those things. So, yes. I, so, and I have to learn how to do the emotional gymnastics and go back and forth. Definitely. You know, because to be the pathological optimist that I am and do my work yep. that I do. But, you know, like James Baldwin said, you know, to be, to be, a, to be a conscious Negro is, is to be at, a, at, a, at a, state of, a state of rage at all times. All times. Um, you know, and, uh, but to be switch, have to switch gears like that yeah. is, is, a, is a, 
it's a, a gym. It's an act that all it's like a magic trick. It's a magic trick that we all have to do. You know, I'm in Vanity Fair and I'm, I'm 20 minutes late for a meeting and I'm rubbing my wrist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't tell him I'm 20 minutes late because I was just stopping frisk. Yeah. And humiliated yeah. By, by 28-year-old kids from Staten Island with guns in their hands yep. because they don't know the difference between me and a thief and a thug. I'm just black, so they humiliate me in the 42nd Street while I've got a meeting upstairs at Vanity Fair. Yeah. So shifting those gears is something that I'm used to doing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's what you, yeah. you know, and uh, But yeah, the work stuff is... Uh, is, is going extremely well. You know, yeah. My company, Tracy Ryan's agency, mm-hmm. we're doing really important work in the midst of all this yep. and all this. Um, uh, I, I'm part of a group called The Hive. Oh, okay. Did we, about The Hive? The Hive is a, is a social impact mm-hmm. organization that was founded by, a, by a amazing uh, superhumans, uh, two to being uh, uh, Jennifer Willig. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Willig was the founder of the Red Campaign okay. with Bono years yes, ago. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, was, what was that championing? Like, uh, it, it was, was AIDS. It was an AIDS uh, thing, AIDS, right? AIDS yep. in Africa yep. years ago. And mm-hmm. she got corporations. It was big. It was really I remember big. seeing yeah, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, and Sheila Roach is her partner. Sheila Roach was actually the manager of U2 for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she ran the Quite one. A gig. She, she ran the one campaign she's, uh, with, with uh, Bono. And now yep. she's. I believe the president of Red yep. today. Yep. Well, we have a social impact group. I'm one That's of the great. only men in this group. Yeah. But I'm working on um, with uh, with uh, Princess Mabel of the Netherlands mm-hmm. on uh, ending child marriage in America. Wow! Yeah, every state. What's the deal with that problem? Yeah, every state in the United States, except for Delaware, it's legal for a young girl to get married under the age of 16. With parental consent. That's still a thing. Still a thing. Yeah. So we're working. I've been working on that. For De- how about Delaware? Go De- ahead, Delaware. Yeah, go ahead, Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, so I've been working on that for, for a while. Yeah. I'm, uh, Great. Working on another project. I'm working on a few other social impact projects under, under the hive. Under the hive. Um, and we've got another group called Only One, which is a platform for a group called Sea Legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and lonely well with Adrian Grenier. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, environmental Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, Aquaman. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> environmental justice. We're we're doing so, that. Yep. And then I'm a co- I'm cultural counsel for the Kunstmuseum in Basel, Switzerland. Wow. So we're doing uh, a bunch of you know gamifying the art world experience with events and and uh, educating people on, on their collection yeah. and giving access to the art w- outside world Amazing. through sort of Fortnite architecture and things I call walkie-talkie technology. So, 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 so platforms that we're using today every day from inspired by Instagram Live uh-huh. to Twitch to all these different ways of looking at art I'm working on. So that's Amazing. super exciting. Wow. Super exciting. Really? And are you still, um, are you still Cohen or two, two restaurants I love? I used to go, always go to La Esquina. It was always a thrill going there. And then um, Miss Lily's, are you still co-owner of those places? How, Both places. How's it going? Um, they, wow. they hanging on? Yeah, they're hanging on. Okay. Really? Because I mean, I, in my mind, and you know, I, I got to New York um, about 20 years ago now. I mean, they, they're institutions to yes. me as much as anything like in Midtown to me being a downtown kid initially. Yeah. Like that's... I that. mean, our original goal, uh, uh, my, my partner and uh, dear friend, mentor, Serge Becker, yeah. said stage. if we could do if we could do half as well as Baltazar, we'll be happy. Yep. 
Baltazar, the institute. Of course. Like and now we've been open longer than Baltazar's yeah. been open when, you know, since when he said that. But yeah, we've been doing great. So we own my Tracy Ryan's agency. We are uh, owners of, part owners of Noya House, mm-hmm. which is LA, New York. We mm-hmm. have La Esquina. Yep. Uh, we have Miss Lily's. Uh, we have Odo, which is a Japanese oh, yeah. omakase restaurant. Uh-huh. My partner is Ryuchi Sakamoto, the, the music composer. Uh, oh, shit. Merry Christmas, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Merry Christmas, Mr. I believe Anderson with David Bowie. I can't believe I, I forget the name of the movie. Amazing composer, yeah. contemporary of Brian Eno, David Byrne, yeah. etc. Yeah. So we got voted second best restaurant in all of New York for 2019. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Before got, it all fell out. Yeah, we got Mission Star. <laughs> yeah. We got three stars in New York Congrats. Times, Pete Wells. Yep. Um, but La Esquina is doing well because our fundamentals have always been right. So you, do you have, um, it's, just, it's such an amazing space down there. Yeah. It's the best. So, so the, are you out, outside there? Is yeah, like, we're outdoors, but we, we, when I say we're doing well because our fundamentals have been good, yeah, what is because the, we've been conservative with our business the entire yep, time. Yep. Right, we've Playing been right. we've been very conservative. We 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 played our cards right, and our fundamentals are well. So yeah. Lasky and Miss Lilies are, are are doing. Are, we're going to be okay. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to be okay. I, 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 Knock I, on wood. That's <laughs> what I, that's what I wanted to hear you say though, because yeah. I, I just I, you know, and I just it it is hard seeing seeing things shut down and all. And I know. Oh, let me ask you that. What do you see, New York like transform? It's it's a, it's obviously a transformative moment. Do you, do you? I'm, I'm just curious where the city goes from here, or what it looks like in like yeah. five years. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I don't. But, I don't. But it's I don't, hard to envision. I love the idea of it. So, Absolutely. Like I said, I it's moved, an opportunity too. I mean, it's. Yeah, I moved to New York in 1991. Okay. 1991. I moved to New York. My first apartment was at 47th Street between 6 and 7. In the shit. <laughs> right? That wasn't the Diamond District, and it wasn't Times Square. I mean, yeah. it wasn't Hell's Kitchen. Uh-huh. It was Times Square. Times Square. Right? <laughs> it was shit. Times Square. And that was like the taxi driver Times Square. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, I would come into the city as a kid with my dad, and we'd drive through it because we'd go to a lot of games at the Garden when I was young, and I'm like, what, what the fuck? I lived there. <laughs> I lived there. I was out there. I was the happiest kid in the yeah. world because that was my New York. But yep. and that was my New York, my idea of New York, because my dad taught at Columbia University in the summers. Yeah. So my entire life, I've been coming to New York in the summer. Yep. So the first place I knew I was moving to, to was New York. Yep. But uh, the great thing about New York at the time, and it's changed a hundred times since then. Oh, yeah. What I'm trying to get oh, to. Oh, yeah. But when I moved to New York then, there was a club where I met Serge Becker mm-hmm. in Times Square. It was the end of the era of Studio 54, but there were still the big clubs that were in Times Square still. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, there was a club called Club USA. Mm-hmm. And Club USA, I walked to the door with my girlfriend uh, at the time, Teresa, and uh, Serge Becker looked at me. Hey, wave me in. We go to the door, shake his hand, we get in, we sit down, and we go on a slide. We slide two <sighs> stories down, and he landed in the middle of a dance floor, and they dropped confetti on you. Scream. <laughs> I want screamed. it. <laughs> what? Dude, that was the, I was like, are you That's something that's, ex- that's bliss, and, man. So you're looking around. <laughs> And then you just scurry out of the circle yeah. to the bar, and you're like, "Holy shit!" 
what the fuck? I'm like, I'm never going anywhere else. This is my this city. Is it. This is and it. And so since then, New York has changed so many ways. Well, the only thing consistent in New York is change. It's changed. It's, it's, I mean, that's why, like, it's sad to see some of these things. But I, you know, sometimes when I see, especially before this whole thing, people bemoaning, like, oh, this restaurant's gone. There's another coming, and it's what happens here, yeah. you know? It just yeah. changes And it's New York. And, 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 you know, um, I was... You know, I'm part of a bunch of different businesses, a diverse group of companies, and uh, I was talking to a grown-up friend, uh, in the, and uh, we were talking about, she asked me, um, it's actually your friend, <laughs> uh, she goes, how's that business going? And we were both like, well, that's a real business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to be okay. That's a real business, right? It's yeah. like New York, do or die, right? Yep. That's a real business. It's, like yep. I said, your fundamentals have to be straight. New York yeah. is hard. It's oh, yeah. tough. And if you're a real business with real fundamentals, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. So you're like, how's that business? All oh, they shut down. Eh, well, God bless them. Yeah. But it's New York. It's yep. tough. It's hard. Exactly. And it's only going to get better. Yeah. And uh, you know, I say if you come to New York and you're and you're and you're selling bagels on the corner, you better be the best bagel you man in the world. You gotta have that bagel because there's another guy across the street. Cheaper, better, something. Yeah. He burnt all of his bridges, so there's yep. no room for mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. There's no room for mediocrity. Yep. Everything's great because everyone's great. If you can make it here, I, man, it's I like it's, everyone you see in New York could have been the mayor of the town they left. Yeah. They were the smartest, baddest, funniest, most mm-hmm. confident people in their town, and yep. they risked everything. Yep. You know, their dad's car dealership, where their family was a big name. They left all that to come become a nobody in yep. New York. Exactly. And compete with everyone. Yeah. That's Inspiring. 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 It's brave and. Yeah, no, it takes a lot of grit. It takes yeah. a lot of grit. It really, it really makes you something. I'd love to hear uh, about your your work, your studies, and um, in, in Buddhism, or just anything anything you have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank thank you for asking. No, me. please. I need some. I need some more mindfulness in uh, yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. So the Buddhism thing is uh, is is very dear to me and my wife, Cecile uh, Cecile Berenzma. Um, I've been practicing Buddhism since I was 14, 15. At one point, my dad was teaching comparative religion when we were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in school, I ended up um, studying philosophy. I became a student of Schopenhauer and Spinoza, mm-hmm. Suzuki, mm-hmm. Carl Jung, uh, Immanuel Kant, etc. Uh, but really fascinated with Buddhism as a, yeah. as a practice and a way of life. Uh, my wife is a literary agent. Uh, CB Literary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an agent for the Unified Buddhist Church. Wow. Um, and, and, and Thich Nhat Hanh, Plum Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have you know, monasteries all over the world. And whenever I go to a city, I have a speaking agent and I work in the art world. So whenever I go to a city, I stay at one of the monasteries for two days. I've seen some pictures. It looks yeah. remarkable, man. Yeah, before really going does. out and doing my work. Yep. Uh, my wife and I, we spend um, uh, the month of June every year for the past you know, over 10 years mm-hmm. in Plum Village at the monastery in the south of France between Dordogne and Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. I mean, we call the monastery, the area where the monastery is, we call it upstate Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we're there, and she's dealing with the editorial board, and I'm uh-huh. hanging out with my brothers, the monks uh-huh. and nuns there. And, and the beautiful thing is now here today, while we're protesting, mm-hmm. um, they've seen what I've been doing through Instagram. Yeah. And there's two brothers from Plum Village here helping me. Really? Organize, strategize, and actualize. That's amazing. Yeah. With one of so the, they saw it and they came? And they, like they, they called and said, we're going to come to New York. We're going to support you. So they're there. Love um, it. All of our Zoom calls with the Wide Awakes, he's on there. We have 
we, we have, we support these young, amazing uh, um, black women who have uh, a meditation for black lives mm -hmm. and, uh, and Thompson Park and, and Bedstad. And the brother that. comes there. He comes to all of our marches with us. Yep. His name is Brother Fat, but Fat means man, so mm -hmm. his name is Brother Man. <laughs> brother Man. <laughs> That's really funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, awesome brother. So brother man, brother man. Is, is here with us yeah. fighting, the, fighting the good brother fight. Brother man came to fight the yeah. fight. That's, so, so, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I've been on the board of the Brooklyn Zen Center mm -hmm. for a number of years. I'm yep. on the board of advisors yep. now. And Brooklyn Zen Center is, again, just similar to, to uh, Plum Village. It's really about engaged Buddhism yeah. and active Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, unlike Soto Buddhism, which I, which I grew up with, where you're really going inside, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize and Martin Luther King. Okay. And he was really, wow. he was really uh, an important part of, of helping Martin Luther King understand the Vietnam War and how bad it was. And uh, so they were very close. Yeah. So Thich Nhat Hanh engaged Buddhism, Brooklyn Zen Center engaged Buddhism, and uh, they're part of uh, the San Francisco uh, uh, Zen Center, which yep. is uh, uh, Shunro Suzuki, Roshi's son Ro Suzuki. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're same, same, but different as yeah. they say in Asia. So I've been practicing, practicing for a bit, and um, yeah, it's, it's part of my everyday. Uh, it is part. I was going to ask. It's a part of your everyday. Yeah, it's part of my everyday. Yeah, um, that's intense. You mentioned um, my teacher. Go on. Said, go my, on. One of my teachers said to me, "I'm glad you asked me." But one of my teachers said to me, "If you if you catch yourself talking about Buddhism out of context, or if you catch yourself talking about meditation out of context, shut the fuck up and go meditate." Oh, wait, what, what would be out of context if you're just like... Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a competitive meditative yeah. person, you know? You know, it's like, oh, I do 20 minutes a day, and I do this, I do that, oh, just, I meditate. Check I yourself. You. It's a check yourself it's a moment. check yourself, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and people ask me, how long do you, how long do you meditate? I'm yeah. like, how long can I meditate, right? The point yeah. of power is now, it's only now. Yeah. And you can only <laughs> meditate for one second at a time. Yeah. You breathe in, you breathe out. That's it. There's no time, you breathe in and you breathe out. Yeah. I said, but if you talk about clock time... I mean, shikantaza, which is Japanese uh -huh. for just sitting, to just sit. That's a form of meditation, one of the spokes in the wheel. I said, when I sit to meditate, it's more of a tonic for me, right? Yeah. But I don't know, how long do I meditate? I'd say, how long do you shower? Yeah. You shower for 10 minutes, 17 minutes, or 25 minutes. You get in there, you shower until you're done. Yep. yep. Right? So when I sit down and meditate, I, 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 I meditate until I'm done. So, well, that kind of brings me to something because you, you mentioned it when we were chatting a little bit beforehand. Uh, the uh, V, I'm going to mess this word up, but Vipassana? Vipassana. The Vipassana? Yes, Vipassana. Yeah, because, I mean, that's kind of, you described it to me as the Iron Man of uh, meditation. What's that about, man? Because we, we stopped the conversation. I'm like, we're doing, that. we're doing that when we record. What, what's the deal? Dude, Vipassana is, it's the truth. And, again, I love Speaking, I love talking, I love reading, I love, uh, you know, married to a literary agent, and I love, uh, I love the idea of Buddhism. I never said I was a Buddhist, I say I practice Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, even Buddha wasn't a Buddhist, right? Um, but Vipassana is the real deal. Uh, I say I've, after Vipassana, I say I've read the menu, but I had never tasted the so this thing, this thing... Vipassana is a real deal. So, so the meditation that I've been doing and talking about, I, I, I love talking about it because it's like intellectual entertainment. Mm -hmm. But Vipassana is everything. It's a silent meditation. When you start out, it's a 10-day uh, silent meditation retreat. 
okay. know, all over the world. I went to... Oh, that's all right, good. Yeah, I went to one in Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts yeah. for the first time. Ten days the thing, though. Ten, Ten days. days. Silent meditation. Silent meditation. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's noble silence. So, uh, so you go there and you practice the universal truth, the original teachings of the Buddha. And basically what the Buddha said, of course I'm paraphrasing, but don't listen to what I say. I'm just another man. Yeah. Don't listen to what Jesus Christ said. He's another man. Yep. Like, what's your personal experience? Buddha said, I sat under a tree until I figured it out. So we, what is your personal experience? Because no one can debate your truth. Yep. So when you yep. spend 10 days alone by yourself, right? Noble silence means there's no looking anyone in the eye, no talking, no saying thank you, no anything. You are meditating for 14 hours a day, every day. No stimulation. You go back to your room, there's no books, there's no writing, there's no nothing. The first two days, I was like a prisoner. I was writing <laughs> with soap on the mirror. <laughs> you know, shit that was coming to me. Yeah, you know, yeah, my yeah. brain was so clear, there's no Definitely. stimuli. Yep. And um, I said it was the worst thing, it was the most terrifying and most painful thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And, and as soon as I left, I tried to sign up immediately. Yeah, I, I went back in. <laughs> it was the most terrifying place to One be. of the more challenging things you've put yourself through. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Wow. And terrifying. Yeah. And I said to my dad, uh, and so you're 14 hours a day sitting down meditating. You can't scratch your face. You can't do anything. That's insane. So I don't breathing, know. you're breathing. You're moving. I, yeah. And then you get like a few minutes to walk. You uh-huh. go to your room, go to the bathroom. You come back and you do it Do it again. again. Do it again. So there's nowhere to go. You're in your head. So the beautiful thing about it is, uh, oh, man, what do I say? There's so many things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So when you're meditating and you're sitting down, so when you see a monk, you see the monks floating on air, sitting down in lotus, you see them floating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason they're floating is because you're sitting for so long that your legs get numb and you can't ah, feel them anymore. Yeah. And your arms are numb and you can't feel them anymore. So you don't feel anything below your stomach. Uh-huh. So it feels like you're Wow. Okay. I never even got that what that rep- representation right? and, meant. And then yeah. you're in the dark with like 70 people, right? Mm-hmm. And you hear your blood mm-hmm. moving through your body. You hear your blood moving through your body. Because <laughs> you're eight days of no <laughs> stimulus. Eight days <laughs> yeah. of no talking, no yeah. eyes, no looking just no in doubt. your head. Yep. No, no writing. You're just in. Your senses are acting your in a different way. So, yeah. And you hear yourself digesting food, right? You hear your food digesting. But not only that, you hear the breathing and you hear other people's um, stomachs gurgling, right? And you're breathing in and out. So it feels like you're floating underwater and you hear whales because people's food, they're digesting their yeah. food. So it sounds like... <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. And then gurgling like you're underwater and you're just yeah. floating in this space. And it is. It sounds so psychedelic and beautiful. Beautiful. And, yeah. But that's a good part. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, right. the that's, that's, that's the fun. The weirdness is the fun. Yeah. The fun. But, the, but the hard part, yeah. the difficult part, is the fact that I'm a 50 year old ex athlete, right? Yep. Football, baseball, basketball, right. yeah. jiu-jitsu, yep. uh, uh, tai chi, I mean, uh, um, uh, Muay Thai, uh-huh. right? I've got injuries yeah. all over my yeah. neck, my back. I've got two torn oh my rotator God. My bodies are, I'm starting to feel some stuff I've never felt before. Right? Yeah. So I've got back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain. So sitting there, sitting. so physically sitting there like that. Right, so physically sitting there was the worst pain I've ever gone through. But you're doing, you're going through a neuroplasticity, right? You're yeah. doing body scans from the top of your head. You're uh-huh. feeling the energy, excuse me, 
You're feeling the energy from the top of your head, to your nose, your lips, your neck, your shoulder. As you go through your body, you feel the pain. Wow. You're saying, anicca. Anicca, meaning impermanence, nothing permanent. Yeah, this yeah. too will pass. Yes. And that's this not pain isn't anything but alarm to tell you that there's something happening there. Yep. But it's not real. It's just a sensation. Yep. Right? And it's yep. not a part of you. It's a sensation. So you learn to deal with the pain. Yep. So as I'm do, going through it's my... It's a beautiful way to think of pain. Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> it, changed my, it changed my world. Yeah. Right? So as I'm going through the body scan 14 hours a day, I'm feeling pain all throughout my body. Yep. Um, the first and only memory I have of my real mother is her dying of a brain aneurysm. How old when were I was you? five years old. Wow. Right? So I've got a phantasmagoric life. I was in Turkey... Last year, traveling the world for my 50th birthday, I'm in a cave and, and uh, about to do my balloon ride. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've got the fucking best life ever. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Yep. I've been thorough my entire life. Yep. I did this alone. I did it by myself. Yep. I didn't have a mother. You know, yep. I, I killed it, right? Yeah. I was so happy yeah. last year. I'm sitting there going through the pain. It was so painful that I, it felt like there was a... a Lava-filled jellyfish in my shoulder whenever I got to my shoulder. Because yeah. I'm doing this the entire time. And as I'm going through the pain, all of a sudden, I look. And it's 2 in the afternoon. And I look, and I see my mother there. I see my mother. My mother died when I was 30. I'm 50. Uh -huh. And I see my 30-year-old mother looking at me. And she says to me, she goes, baby. She goes, baby, you weren't alone. How do, how do you think you got this far? I've been carrying you the entire wow. time. I've been carrying you the entire time. <laughs> and I'm looking at my mother's lips, uh, a little pimple on her neck, uh -huh. her shiny skin. She's right there. It's just viscerally real. And, and then and, she yeah. takes this sponge and she puts it on my face and she starts sponging my body down, doing the, 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 the body scan. Uh -huh. And then she gets to my shoulder and she puts a sponge on she the shoulder. She wiped the pain away. She's just dabbing my shoulder with the pain. And then I'm in the middle of that. I'm crying. And I hear, gong. And it's time to get up. I'm like, what <laughs> no, the fuck? What the fuck? How dare you? How dare you? So I stand up, and all my bones crack. All my yep. ligaments are cracking. Everyone's ligaments are cracking, right? Yeah. Because you're going back into place. And then you're hearing those crackings. Like, and, and, no, like you're oh, describing yeah. the, 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 the other thing. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I go back. And I'm like, holy shit. Shit, I go to my room. What the fuck was that? Yeah. What was that? I would, oh that God. would resonate with me forever. forever. I'm sure it so, does with you. Yeah. So I go back to my room afterwards. I go to sit down. I had five pillows because I'm in pain the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. time. Take away one pillow, take away two pillows, take away three pillows, take away four pillows. I'm sitting on the floor, no pillows, sitting down, no pain. This is November of 2019. Wow. I haven't had chronic pain in my body since then. That's no pain in my body. This is, so it was trauma. What sort of wizardry is this? It was childhood trauma. Yeah. Was, I, yeah. I, I realized it was a lot. That was it. it was, just, all this trauma, wow. childhood trauma, I put away. And through neuroplasticity, through yeah. my body, it really, neurons that wire together, fire together. Right? Um, so I think I rewired my whole system, which is going to our last conversation. I'm now, I, the idea of eating meat disgusts me. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. Right, it does. Right You're now, at that because point. Of yep. That, yep. Because of that, after that, the idea of eating meat disgusts me. I uh -huh. today I I was late coming here because uh -huh. I'm making on, on, onigiri for my wife. Uh -huh. Right, I was making onigiri for my wife, uh -huh. and I had this Korean spicy 
um, sardine, mm -hmm. and I was making onagiri, like my vegetable and hers. Yeah. And we're sitting down. I ate one of hers by mistake, and I got violently ill. <laughs> oh shit! Violently ill. Really? You so your body, your body's just not processing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's so it's so real and so yeah. real to me. I was at the Apple Store. Uh, uh, November when I got out and I'm at the app, no I'm not at the episode the AT&T store getting my own iPhone X and there's a dog on the floor and I'm looking at this beautiful dog on the floor and the dog sleeping I'm looking at her stomach breathe in and out in and out and I'm looking at this dog I'm connecting with this dog in this beautiful way and then the dog jumps and twitches and jumps and twitches and I'm realizing that dog is dreaming right and I'm thinking to myself wow that animal is, dream is dreaming, and I started crying, thinking of this. What is she crying? I'm thinking of her kids or her yeah. mother. And I'm thinking of killing an animal, eating an animal who can think, who can feel, yep. who can dream. Yep. Like I can't eat animals. I'm yeah. so connected to it because of the pasta. Because of that, yeah. Dude, that shit is real. Because of that is that. Uh, I I'm not surprised that it takes you to that level of experience. That's that's absolutely incredible. It's. As it's it's like intriguing me, but also scaring the hell out of me. That's that's something. It was terrifying. I said yeah. to my dad, I said to my dad, remember that time when you were seven years old mm -hmm. and you put your foot in that shoe in your shoe? There was a bloody mouse in your shoe. Yep. He goes, no, I don't remember that. I said, if you this pasta, you remember. You would all remember that. that. Shit. It all comes back. You all have the time shit. to clear your mind. All that Man. shit comes back, dude. You remember <laughs> everything. All the all the people you screwed over and yeah. you put it away. Well, that was her fault. I, yep. You that wasn't my fault. It was her fault. And you just put it away. Wow! All what a way to reckon with your with your life and your past. To. Um, Tracy Ryan's. This is. I can't believe what we covered. I can't believe. I. You know. Like. You know, I. You, I love that you. You're able to look at your life and and just kind of be like this is pretty amazing because you do you dabble in so many worlds. You do different things. Personally, I love seeing you and I see you around Brooklyn because like it's obvious like you have such a spirit in you. Your smile lights lights up my world. It's awesome. I always wanted to have you on this program to talk about some of these things and. Especially with the moment that um, is going on. Not moment, movement, movement that is yeah. going on. Um, I wanted to discuss these things. And I'm very, very grateful for you coming on and talking about some of this stuff. And I know there's actually, I'm looking at my notes, there's a lot of stuff we didn't even get to. Mm -hmm. So if you would come back one day, I'd, I'd absolutely love it too. I would, I would be honored. It would be awesome. Awesome. Thanks Thank for coming, Tracy. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate right. it. Thank you, everyone out there, for uh, taking another journey with us across the margin. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.